On this episode of the Culture Pop Podcast, it's Sue and me. We talk about the life of being a sports fan, the comic who was forced to dodge beer because of her politics, plus, will Will Smith ever be welcomed back at the Academy Awards? Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Culture Pop Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or at stevemason.com. Don't forget, please leave us a rating and a review. The Culture Pop Podcast is brought to you by the law offices of Jacob Imrani. Accident or injury, call Jacob Imrani, call Jacob. Hey, it's Mace. If you or a friend or loved one is injured in an accident, the first person you should call is my friend Jacob. When I did this, Jacob was great. He helped me by talking through the next steps, which really put my mind at ease. When you're injured in an accident, you got to have an expert. That's why you call Jacob, just like I did. Call Jacob, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Or visit calljacob.com. Call Jacob. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason, along with Sue Kalinsky. And Sue, it is Monday, October the 10th, and it is a dark day for you and for every Mets fan. It is unbelievable how they completely collapsed. And you know what it is with them? <laughs> they're, they're such a tease. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I liken them to like a teenage girl who is flirting voraciously at a party and then won't give it up, <laughs> you know? That's what you, that's what you liken it to? They're, well, I, 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 they're like a cock tease to me. That's exactly <laughs> what they are <laughs> because they, they, they ran through the Nationals, which, okay, they're a horrible team. Right. But they win three in a row after. And this is, like, so typical. Sure. They get swept by the Braves, so they lose three games against the team that they needed to just win one. Right. And then they win the next three games. I mean, no contest. And then they just they lose the first game. Of wild card, right? Max Scherzer gives up four home runs. They win this. Shows Scherzer just meltdown. I think he's hurt. I mean, he's definitely. I, I. I don't. I don't think it was just poor pitching. Well, you know, last year for us, they said he said he got a tired arm. Yeah, or a so dead I think, arm. Yeah, I. I think there's something wrong. And then I didn't have a lot of faith in Degrom, but I thought, okay, you know, this could be his final game. As a Met, let's go out in a blaze of glory and 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 do something. So he wins yep. decisively. It wasn't his best, but it was good enough. He only mm -hmm. gave up two runs. And they hit. I mean, their bats came alive. And then they just, they get one hit in the last game. Well, the weirdest thing, and I'm sure it's Monday now, I'll be talking about this on the show today, is the bizarre search of Joe Musgrove, the Padres starter, including like touching the lobes of his ears. It was like they did everything but swab him for DNA. It was like a search out of law and order. I've never seen a pitcher search like that. Yeah. Well, I guess what Showalter said is that, and I thought the same thing. I didn't think that, that, that he was cheating, right? but his ears <laughs> were very shiny and he has very prominent ears. So 
I I was looking at it like what what is on his ears? I mean, it, is is there like ointment or medication? Well, or? apparently the I don't know if you heard during the bride. I'm sure you did uh, that sometimes pitchers will put put uh, like icy hot on the yes. lobes of their ears to be able to use it. But they checked the earlobes and they seem to be okay. So it just meant Joe Musgrove was dealing. He was insanely good. Yeah. Yeah. So now let, let's talk aside from the specifics, just as a fan, how do you feel today? As a fan, the season is over. It looks so promising. How does it feel today? I'm crushed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm crushed because they were formidable the entire yep. season. They were 10 and a half games up Yep. in June. And it just felt like, okay, this is their year. And, you know, I always hate to um, compare them to the 86 Mets because they were a very special team, but there were shades of that this season. Right, right. Where, and so, you know, it's another year of just, oh, it's okay, like. So let me, let me, let's talk through this because my Rams lost yesterday too badly mm-hmm. and I was at that game. Mm-hmm. So my shrink says that my problem is that I personalize all of my teams. So when USC loses, I'm devastated. Mm-hmm. When the Rams lose, I'm devastated. When the Dodgers lose, and hopefully they won't, I'm devastated. And mm-hmm. he says the idea is realize, and this is logical, realize <laughs> that it's them, not you. It I can't believe you. you're talking to your therapist about this. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I go so south after a loss. I'm like, yeah, shrink, dear Mr. Shrink, why? Yeah. And uh, the doc says, yeah, you just take it too. You're taking it too personally. Just realize you actually, you may think you have the illusion of control by being at the games or sitting a certain way or cheering a certain way or right. standing up on third down and saying, let's go defense. But really, you have no control whatsoever. So stop taking it so personal. Uh, Tom goes nuts when I overreact, you know, in his mind, I overreact and I know I do, you know, we're, 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 we're sitting on the couch watching the game and he's like on his phone. So he's not completely, you know, engaged in. Yeah. And, uh, I'll like slam my hand like on the couch and he's like, what, what, what? (laughs) And, And, or, or he'll be in another room if I'm watching the game and I'll be like, fuck. And he's like, what? He'll, he'll come in like, what are you okay? And I said, it's the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> he went out to walk the dog yesterday during the game, and I screamed. And he came in. He says, "I can hear you down the block." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't take it personally. Okay. In, in that, like, I feel like I have any control over it. I just get so upset when they lose. Right. And, and I'm like that. It could be the first game of the season, <laughs> you know, from, from the inception, I'm, uh, I'm upset. Well, that is the life of being a fan. Yeah. Um, I was at the USC game on Saturday. I was at the Rams game yesterday. I'm at the Dodgers game Tuesday, Wednesday night. So that's four games in five days. Mm. Somebody's bound to win, right? I, I already got my win out of USC Rams lost. I hope the Dodgers take two from the Padres. And I go three for four in terms of of winning games during this stretch. Um, I do like our odds against the Padres a lot. We're fourteen and five against uh, 
San Diego this year. So I feel good about that. But uh, let's move on to other stuff because actually by the time this airs, uh, it's it's going to be over. <laughs> well, maybe for people listening, but not the pain no. is not going to be <laughs> the over. Pain, the pain will not <laughs> subside. I agree. I agree. So what do you got? It's Sue's News today. What do you got? Okay. So I have a, f- a new favorite comedian. Okay. This woman, uh, Ariel Elias, was performing at um, a club called Uncle Vinny's <laughs> in Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey. So where else? Just the name Uncle Vinny's <laughs> sounds like you may have trouble with the crowd. Right. Okay? Plus, I could have guessed Jersey for Uncle Vinny's too. <laughs> so she's on stage and um, she just like throws out, you know, like anybody have, you know, a question or something like that. Right. So some woman says, um, did you vote for Trump? Oh, and she says, um, uh, what does it matter? You know, she says, uh, why would you ask a question like that? You know, she, she says, she said, oh, we don't know. She says, what do you, what do you, what do you think? And then, uh, the woman says, no. And then the <laughs> Ariel says, why would you ask me a question in here knowing I'm the only Jew in this room? <laughs> <laughs> so she says, are you trying to get me killed? She said, I voted in New York. My vote doesn't matter. Vote for whoever you want. Who cares? You know, so the woman says, so you voted for Biden. And she says, I don't know. What does it matter? And the woman said, yes, you did. And she says, what does it matter? She said, I could tell by your, she says, I could tell by your jokes that you voted for Biden. And the comedian says, I can tell by the fact you're still talking when nobody wants you to, that you voted for Trump. (laughs) So then you hear the, um, you hear the, the heckler say so rude and like babbling something incoherent. Then Ariel Goes back to, oh, 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 she says, um, she, she says something like, um, you know, make some noise if you want her to shut up, basically, you know? So, cause the heckler said, nobody, nobody's asked, nobody had asked me to stop talking, basically. Mm -hmm. So she said, you know, so she, so she asked the crowd, make noise if you want, you know, wanted to shut up. Everybody applauds. And then she, and then the comedian actually took ownership. She said, you know, look, I'm the one who basically, you know, asked the question. So this is on me that we're even having this conversation. I just thought maybe I can have a conversation with a human, you know? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, a can of beer gets flung onto the stage. You're kidding me. And hits the brick wall behind her and falls on the, on the floor. And the, you know, the, the, everybody in the audience, you hear like, you know, like, oh my God. And the comedian, just like you see her face, she's just stunned. And she calmly picks up the can and chugs the rest of the beer and puts it on the stool. Wow. That is, that is heroic stuff right there. And Gian, um, Gianmarco Cerisi. Yes. He was on the show with her. And he was quoted as saying, it's, that's bravery. What you saw tonight is bravery from a comedian. Yes. Yes. And I thought it was such a classy way to just handle. I mean, she was funny as shit. And then she just chugged the beer and it was like, 
I rest my case. <laughs> well, here's the thing. There's two things going on here, right? Number mm-hmm. one uh, is that uh, there's, you know, there's this epidemic. I don't want to say epidemic, but there are lots of instances now where comedians are have to be feeling unsafe. Here's another example. That's somebody chucks a beer up. Right. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is I agree with her. If I'm doing a comedy show and I'm not doing a political comedy show, what does it matter who I voted for? Right. I think if somebody's listening, we don't do politics on the show, but I think if somebody's listening, they can suspect and uh, divine who we voted for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't sure. talk about it. I think it's my own business, but right. you can go ahead and reach your own conclusions. But I've got family members that voted for Biden. I've got family mo- vo- uh, members that voted for Trump. Um, and I think we have to reach a point where it's like, let's, I, I don't know, is it let's not talk about politics? Let's not let politics matter as much as they do. Because we all do, in the end, need to get along. Some people voted for one team. Some people voted for the other team. And I think we need a very, very sort of uh, calming down of of this particular uh, subject in in our culture today. Yeah, no, exactly. And and it's not even like the comedian was, was telling, you know, jokes about Trump. She wasn't making fun of Trump or anything like that. And yeah, obviously by, like you said, you know, um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, people meet me and people who know me can figure out that I'm not a Trumper. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And I know from your Facebook post, you're not a Trumper, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, you, you, you can tell, you know, yeah. and every now and then, and every now and then, you're kind of surprised, like, oh, can't believe this. Okay, but when you find out, yeah, how does that change your opinion? Can you still be friends with somebody who I voted still, for the other party? It it disappoints me. Mm-hmm. But look, I'm I'm friends with my neighbor who I play golf with. I mean, he wears a America, you know, make America great again. Hat, does he really? Know, to my disdain. Wow. And actually asked me one day when we were going, he picked me up to go to the course. And he said, do you mind if I wear the hat? And I looked at him and I said, you could do whatever you want. I said, you know, I can't tell you what to do. If you want to wear the hat. Wait then a minute. Wear did he hat. wear the hat golfing? Yes. Oh, well, then you're you're a peacemaker. You are, to me, if you're willing to go out and play golf with a guy wearing a, a red hat, then I think you probably have separated the person from the political tribe, right? There's, there's, look, that you know, I, I can't tell a guy, you know, don't wear the hat. Right. The reason why I didn't want him to wear the hat is because I didn't want someone to think that I wore that, <laughs> exactly. that I support portrait, but I wasn't wearing the hat. Right. But if I'm with somebody, I'm sure people will probably would think that. But it's like I don't care. I know what who I am and 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 what my beliefs are. The thing is, is that. It it disturbs me greatly that he supports Trump, but um, and and it's funny because I I, I actually wanted to write uh, a a piece about it, and I've I've thought about it over and over again. I don't know, you know, I, I guess it's never too late. Right. But I have relatives that, like you said, you know, I I have in laws yep. that voted for Trump, and uh, and I love them so much. Yeah. I mean. I was shocked when I found out. So, but when I'm with them, um, we had one instance where it, it almost came to blows when I found out because I, I just was beside myself because I couldn't believe it. And then 
the last time I saw them, we actually had a very civil conversation yeah. about it. And the fact of the matter is, there. This is this is you know this is who they are. Right. But, but I love them, and I wanted to write a piece like, can you still love people who you vehemently oppose their views? And the answer for all of us has is, got to be yes. Well, it has to be yes for me, but for some people, I just don't know. I mean, I know of people who will say to me, if I find out someone voted for Trump, I have I don't want to have anything to do with them. Right, right. They have they have blocked them on their social media. Um, they just don't want to have any. And and these are people that are family members. Um, but you know, I I choose not to. And the thing is, is that I like this guy. You know, like the golf I like guy him. with the red hat. I like him. He's yeah. a character. Um, clearly, and his and and yeah, clearly. Um, his wife um, is not a Trumper. Okay. Um, so we joke all the time. Like I'll say something. He says, oh, God, that's exactly what my wife would say. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he'll joke with me. But, you know. We got to get along, people. I mean, seriously, we don't have to talk about politics. My fir- four fraternity brothers came to town uh, back in the spring. And I am sure that we have different political views. I'm sure of it. We just didn't talk about politics. There's no right. need to. My brother, Brian, right. Brian Mashansky in uh, Toledo, Ohio. I you, I know you voted for Trump. I love you. My Aunt Linda in Altoona, Pennsylvania. I know you for, uh, voted for Trump. I love you. I mean, we've got to be able to put that aside. Now, not everybody's capable of it. Uh, in an ideal world, we're able to, but we got to find a way to get along. All right. Yeah. What's next? Okay. So, all right. Kind of keeping in a little bit of vein of... Um, people agreeing and not agreeing. So Will Smith's, uh, they're releasing his new movie, um, his film Emancipation. Okay. There's all this buzz that, uh, that he's going to be nominated for an Oscar or, no or, way. or, or is giving, is giving an Oscar, is, is given an Oscar worthy performance. Okay. So they did an informal survey of uh, Academy members and um, a lot of them revealed that they would refuse to vote for him. Um, some of them were like, absolutely not. Some of them were like, uh, you know, you know, some of them, you know, yeah, no effing way. Um, um, some were like, you know, one, one person said, even if it's the best since Brando in On the Waterfront or Godfather, I will never, ever vote for him again. Yes. Um, so two things. Okay. Um, do you do you think that the the academy members need to come out and kind of tip their hand and and it say what what they will or will not do or should they just do what they're going to do and just be anonymous about it like do you have to come out and say something like this Okay well they are anonymous right we don't know their names or do we Yeah 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 And and Variety or Deadline or Hollywood Reporter probably did the asking and it's an informal survey and people know they're not going to be uh given their names out so I do understand participating in an informal survey um so but the the Academy Awards are you don't know this necessarily but they are hyper hyper political. And when I say political, I don't mean politics like Democrat, Republican. I mean, they're hyper political in terms of, I want that guy to win, or it's this person's turn, or I would never vote for that guy, or Mel Gibson this, or Will Smith that, 
or all that stuff. It's highly, highly political. So I understand why there are some people, uh, but, but telling a, an informal survey, I don't know necessarily that they're, you know, guilty of, of volunteer. I will not vote for, you know, Well, yeah, it's not so much guilty. I guess it's just, you know, just, just, just do what you're going to do. Right. But so do you think that, do you think that if the apology was sincere and he, and, and, and he said something and he did things differently, mm-hmm. do you think that there were, there's still Academy members that would have said, doesn't matter what he did was horrible. I don't care. He could apologize from now till the end of his life. And I still will not accept it because what his actions were so heinous that doesn't matter. Do you think that would have had an effect? Um, well, here you, here you go. So if you are the guy that stands there at the end of the Academy Awards accepting the award for best actor, you become sort of the, the face of the movie business, right? Like for a minute there. You become the face of the movie business. That's what happened with Will Smith last year with King Richard. Everybody loved that movie. Everybody loved Will Smith. It was his turn to win. Everybody rallied behind him. Um, so I, I do understand that part of it. But at the same time, there is no way in hell he could do Sophie's Choice right now uh, and, and do the street role. And I would still say absolutely not. Under no circumstances am I ever making him the face of the movie business. And by the way, the apologies are great. And I'm not saying he shouldn't work. I'm not saying that he shouldn't make movies. I'm not saying people won't go to his movies. I'm just saying his time for winning awards is over. Okay. okay. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think he's ever going to win an award again. No, no. I don't. I Maybe don't. not even a People's Choice Award. It's too risky. No. Yeah. Yeah. People's Choice Awards not risky. Right. I mean, I remember when Louis C.K. came out and, you know, the story came out about him and, you know, he got um booted off of, you know, his show right. and any show that he was uh, an executive producer on and um and then comedy clubs were like, you know, not booking not him. Not booking him, right. And I was in New York in May and and was at the Comedy Cellar in the Village and to a packed room and uh, he was he was on deck, and when they announced his name, the whole crowd cheered. You know, it was his, right. it was, and it was also a home club of his when he was you know starting out. And um, you know, he's selling out places you know right and left. And I guess you know after a while, it just died down. And you know, and well, his he was, went uh, he went through a process of. Time and you know he did step out of the limelight for some period of time and all that stuff and I I don't I'm not a believer in cancel culture like I think there has to be a road back for people and that's why with Will Smith I'm saying still make movies still sell tickets still do all that stuff just not an Academy Award but I do understand you know and and I think you go through a stretch of contrition I think. And you assume that there's some understanding for what's gone on. I mean, uh, you know, this will be controversial, but it won't. I mean, it shouldn't be controversial, but Louis C.K. has a right to earn a living and people still want to see him. So there's a market for him. To me, that's the market decides whether or not you're ready to come back. Like right. if Will Smith's movie comes out and it does $100 million, you're like, 
ah, people are over. If Will Smith's movie comes out and does $20 million, people are like, clearly people still are, are holding a grudge against Will Smith. I think right. the same with Louis C.K. If he's selling out rooms, then he must have gone through this road of contrition to get to that point. Right. And I don't know the details of what he did. You know, I don't know if he went through some sort of rehab or any of that stuff, but, uh, but uh, clearly he's, he's found a way to make a comeback on that level. Will he be able to jump that and do comedy specials and all that kind of stuff? I'm not, I'm not sure yet, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I'm, I'm sure he will. All righty. So Madonna, did you see Madonna's TikTok video? No. Okay. So there's a debate as to whether she came out mm. on a TikTok video. Came out so, as gay. Yes. Okay. So she's holding a pair of what appears to be um, pink panties mm-hmm. with writing that states if and oh, and she was um, tossing it um, towards a wastebasket. Mm-hmm. And it said, if I miss, I'm gay. And she misses. And then she goes to the, looks at the camera and says, Oh, well. So now there's a question. Is she gay? Now, apparently she was spotted, like, I don't know, making out with some Dominican rapper, Takesha, some, I don't know, some, some 26 year old. Oh, they, Male they call or her female? Female. Okay. Um, they say that, uh, she's a content creator. She's a sexual content creator. Oh, nice. What is that? Well, is that like, think, you know, like a blowjob engineer? I mean, well, like, it's what, like putting what, what out pictures it? of yourself on OnlyFans and all that kind of stuff. You know, Madonna is <laughs> desperate for yeah. some kind of attention and some kind of relevance. And I, I heard a little bit of this last night and I thought, you know, if Madonna, who has been on the edge her entire career, pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope. Mm -hmm. If somehow she has kept secret all these years that she has been gay all along, I kind of have lost respect for her. She could have done more good by coming out at an earlier age. I tend to think this is just like, look at me, look at me. I've had a lot of plastic surgery. You haven't heard from me in a while. I did a dance album that uh, did well in Europe, but it didn't play here in the United States, but I'm gay. I mean, that's yeah, that's kind of the right. way this comes across. And, to and, me. and it is very insulting to the gay community who she allegedly has supported, you know, her whole career. And it's been a big, you know, fan base for her. By the way, so. that's how I did. It. I took a, a jock strap and uh, had a garbage can. <laughs> and I said, if I make the basket, I'm straight. And I missed the basket. Unfortunately, so. I know it's so lame. Yeah, it's it is so lame. lame and juvenile and just ugh. Yeah. Anyway, I don't even know why I brought it up. Because <laughs> it's Sue's news. Yeah, no, I know. I know. You got one okay. more? I got one more. Okay. Yeah. This is, uh, I love this. All right. So there's a woman who has spoken out about her sex life, saying that her boyfriend has up to a hundred erections a day <laughs> and God. it's tiring her out. So just listen to this woman and the craziness. So she she met this guy um, just by chance at a at a supermarket, right? Right. And um, she says that her partner's erections are so frequent 
that they can happen at any time. Like they'll go to, like they'll be in a shop or they're going out for coffee. And, uh, and she said that it's starting to get in the way of her chores and appointments. <laughs> so she's like, every single place we go, we're having a perfectly normal conversation. Yep. And then all of a sudden, boy, yo, 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 it's like, um, it's like, should we go mountain climbing next weekend? No matter what she says to him, he has an erection. Okay. So then she said through the whole relationship, he's always had an erection everywhere. And then she said, um, there's no rest from it. And, uh, and she wonders whether she's the only one it, have other couples are dealing with the same thing. It's like, what? What it's like this it's like what is this? Well, I first of all, I don't think everybody's dealing with it. Oh, I, I don't I, I think I think this is an extreme it. situation. Um I, I mean I think the guy needs medical attention. Or is he or is he like a Pez dispenser filled filled with uh Viagra and he's just knocking back the head and taking some Viagra once I mean I, I don't know, the guy sounds like he's got a medical condition, doesn't he? It it does sound that way, but, but apparently his doctor said that it wasn't a medical um, issue, and I think maybe he should get his uh, license taken away for, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for not for not you know right. He's got you know, boner for telling syndrome. Him, it's yeah, boner syndrome. Yeah, it's boner boner syndrome. <laughs> boner syndrome. <laughs> it's like, could you imagine? I mean, if this is real, yeah. could you imagine? You know, it's like you know. Can you can you pass the butter? <laughs> it's like, you know, hey, what time is it? <laughs> Everything you do provokes an erection. Right, right. I, let I, me ask you a question. Let me ask you a, a question that sort of relates to this. So you and Tom. Yeah. This is a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Tom doesn't listen. He just walked in, so <laughs> did he? So you and Tom. How how many times a week? How many times a month? Oh, I'm not getting into that with you. Do it. I'm not. Do it. I'm not. Do it. I'm not. Why? Because I'm not. I'm it's not. It's a podcast. About, I well, it's a podcast. I'm a twice a week guy. <laughs> what is that about? What is that about? Yeah. What do you mean? You, you gave a you gave a a reaction when I said I'm a twice a week guy. Oh no, because my husband just walked in and he sneezed and I just. <laughs> So, oh, so you can't answer the question. Cause I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. All right. It's a podcast. I don't care. Wow. Must be. It's very secretive. Yeah. I'm not talking about this. We talk about everything and this is where you draw the line. I do draw the line here. Line drawn. I, I, you know, I'm I not, not, not a ton, not a ton at this, this stage in my life. Okay. All yeah, right. Not, not a ton. Yeah. Well, you should meet that guy. I um, well, the New York Post. No, but that, no, but you know, <laughs> you know what? It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with someone's ability to right, um, right. To have an erection or anything like that. No, sure. it's it's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. It's just you know, menopause. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just reality, right? Yeah. So, so uh, menopause and the Mets. That's what we're talking about. Menopause oh and the Mets. Those the two worst, things go the hand worst, in hand. The worst M and M's ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right there you have it there's a uh, a big dumb culture pop podcast don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast on apple spotify or at stevemason.com sue great see you again uh i'm surprised you're wearing white. i would imagine you would have been wearing black today 
<laughs> you know what? Mets. When when I when I reached for a hat in my closet, my Mets hat fell yep. down, and I just took it and threw it in the back of the closet. Did it land in the garbage can? <laughs> it should have. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. We will see you next time on the Culture Pop Podcast.